Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. talks about is cancel culture everybody talks about it it's judge judy did a whole thing on how it's the devil that you can't really speak your mind anymore you can't really say anything anymore so then people are being watered down versions of themselves now people are being you know sanitized versions of themselves where is the line chrissy Teigen got you know all of these bullying tactics have been unearthed with her from Avril Lavigne to Courtney Stodden, Lindsay Lohan, this nine-year-old girl, endless. So, you know, and everyone's sitting here waiting for, is this person canceled? And is there like a jury? Is there like a Supreme Court of cancellation? When do you know you're canceled? So I'd like to speak to a supervisor and I want to know your cancellation policy. I want to understand what is the cancellation policy? When you book a trip, going somewhere, you know what the cancellation policy is. Whenever I tell my assistants, book the airfare, book the plane, book the hotel, but please let me know that there's a cancellation policy. Make sure there's a cancellation policy. Can I get my money back? I want to know the cancellation policy. So I want to know the cancellation policy for the entertainment industry and for Hollywood. Let's make some terms. Is saying something outwardly, blatantly racist, like Roseanne Barr did, that means just instant cancellation? Was Matt Lauer canceled? Is he going to be uncanceled because of something he'll do? Because Brian Williams had that issue where he, he uh, like embellished a news story, but he's been uncanceled. He has the 11th hour at night. Is Bill O'Reilly totally canceled? It's over. We're never seeing him again. Is Donald Trump canceled? Because some people don't feel that he's canceled, but some people feel that he is canceled. So who's canceled? Who's not canceled? Who decides? When do we know officially? Is Nick Cannon canceled or did he get uncanceled? Did he get, is there a loophole in the cancellation policy? So is there a mea culpa? Is there a penance? Can you do community service to get uncanceled? Michael Vick years ago, I think was like dogs were killing each other in dog fights and he was canceled. But because he's a good football player, I believe he was uncanceled and I believe he still plays football. Maybe not at the same level. Professional athletes have been accused of terrible things. Tiger Woods years ago, remember remember he lost so many endorsement deals? Was he uncanceled? Because he's now like sort of, is he back? Does he have endorsement deals again? So because Chrissy Teigen was taken out of Target, Bloomingdale's and Macy's, is she canceled or is she just like on a timeout? 
And I'd like to know, can people come in and be like, hi, do you have a cancellation? Because I'd like to fit out, fill in that slot. I'm a D-list celebrity and I'd like to move myself up to a C. Call me if there's a cancellation because you might have some room. You know what I mean? If there's a reservation and you're trying to get it, like we'll call you if there's a cancellation. So just let us know when someone's canceled and if someone else can fill in their cancellation reservation. So, okay, I need you audience for this. I really do. I need you to message me. I need to hear about this. I would like you to tell me, A, if there should be a cancellation board of very varied people of different sexual orientation, gender, race, socioeconomic status, age, and this board should determine cancellation. B, what is the cancellation policy? What is the criteria for cancellation? C, can someone else fill in a slot if somebody's canceled? Like in restaurants, if there's a cancellation, they call you, there's cancellation. Come on in, it's cancellation. We can have you. We couldn't have you before. You're not quite entertaining, funny, or relevant enough, but we have a cancellation, so now you can move up the list. My guests today are Carly Zakin and Daniel Weisberg, co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim, a media company that makes it easier for millennial women to live smarter. The former news producers launched The Skim from their couch in 2012, and it built a brand that continues to be a trusted source for more than 7 million people. Today, we talk about why you need to bet on yourself, how romantic relationships can be affected by money and success, the importance of knowing what you know and knowing what you don't, and asking for help in those areas without embarrassment, and why you always need to know the value of a dollar. I think you're going to love this episode. Hi. 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 So how did the two of you meet? We met, uh, we have a very glamorous beginning. We met in Rome, uh, in Italy. I know it's not, it's very random. And then it went downhill. (laughs) Uh, we did a study abroad program in college. We went to separate schools, but met in Italy randomly. Um, and you know, we were friendly, like we were, you know, kids abroad having a fun time and definitely not talking about our career plans. And, uh, then we reconnected, um, after school, we were both working at NBC and and reconnected there. But, uh, what's funny is in the summers, we both interned every summer at NBC and we would intern for the same people, but never at the same time. So we were like ships in the night and we didn't figure that out till later. What kind of upbringings financially did you both have? So I grew up in Chicago. I grew up and went to private schools. My parents, you know, my dad worked and then my mom created her own business and my family got really hit by the recession in 2008 in that era. And, um, it definitely changed a lot of the dynamics in, in my family. My mom, I watched her, you know, have to, to step in and build her own business from scratch and a brand. She was tried a lot of things. She was um, a realtor and built that up like a name for herself. Um, While my dad, who had always been an entrepreneur, like he started businesses, he, he worked in different things. And I saw really firsthand how um, it's an amazing way to work through curiosity and creativity. Um, but it's also a, not the most secure way to, to bring in a living, especially when you have a family and especially when the economy tanks. So I think a lot of that to me, growing up in it um, and going to college in it, it uh, meant that I always had to make sure that I was making my own money because that's how I could pay for things that I wanted. Um, and also you know, it went from my parents being like, you should always know the value of a dollar. You should always be working, whether that was babysitting or scooping ice cream to being a camp counselor. I did it all, but it went from them pushing me towards that as, as a life skill to then me juggling, you know, different jobs in college. Cause I actually really needed the money. Um, and I think that that gave me a hustle. Did you, so that gave you a hustle. Did you have money noise because you saw yourself have more and then less, et cetera? Was money a motivator? I think security was a motivator. Um, and I mean that from, I'm meaning like security as an in independence that I knew no matter what was going on with my family, no matter what relationship that I would be in in the future or not, that I would have my own way to support myself. And that meant, you know, 
at that time, it wasn't like a full-time job. It was, I know that I can waitress. I know that I can go to a town I've never been in and have no fear approaching someone and asking for a job. Um, And I think that part came from my mom who always said, you got to find a way to make your own money. That's huge. That's good. That's great advice. That's just, I like how you just said that. And just like walking into it. There is, and it's funny because both Mark Cuban, Grant Cardone, I've spoken to different people that said, when I've said, if you lost it all, could you do it again? And if I gave you $5,000 to do it and Mark's like, I don't need you $5,000. I just go get a job. You got to work. So what about you, Carly? Danielle and I grew up really similarly with like similar values and advice from our moms in particular, where when I like think about like, what did your, what did my mom in particular teach me growing up? It was always like, I hear it in my head. I was like a kid. She would take me to the bank with her. She would like bring coins. She would like teach me how to like roll the coins and like bring them to the teller. Cause she's like, no matter what you do in life, have your own money. You have a bank account in your name and like have your own money. And like, as we got older, like Danielle and I always talk about this, like the FU fund. And it's like, no matter what your relationship status is, like, this is yours, like your runaway fund. <laughs> like you can do what, what you want to do with it. You know, I grew up in New York city. So I also grew up in a city and in a really expensive city that, uh, my parents both worked really hard and were like harder than anyone I know. And having been doing this now for nine years, like I can say they work harder than us. Like they work so hard. And my mom like built her business from literally nothing we're out of our apartment when I was growing up because she wanted to give me access to private school and to the best schools and killed herself to do that. And so I grew up with money as like very much a stressor and like very aware of like financial pressure and financial stressors also with access to a lot of things. So like an interesting dichotomy. So I was always very, very hyper aware of like working hard to make my own money that money was a stress and like, how do I work to make it not a stress in my life? Got it. But so both of you are women and can you within reason buy and do whatever you want? Has this been a very successful financial venture? We're still in it. You know, we're not at the point where we can buy anything that we want. I think for me, you know, it's also, it's not just about me. It's about supporting my family. There's a difference between like, can I, as an individual, buy things between in like in reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I budget and, and think about it, because but- I asked this question because you're women who have financial means. And when you are a woman who makes money, if you're a woman who's been sort of around society and other girls talking and women talking, they often want to be in relationships because a man is supposed to take care of you. I mean, that was what we were. The traditional thing was like the man takes care of you. So as we get older and more successful, and you don't quote unquote need a man, there are differences in relationships and relationship dynamics. So I want to ask about both of your relationship dynamics. You're both in a relationship, right? You're both married? I'm married. So uh, Carly, you're not married. You just said no? Not married. No, I'm engaged. So you have a relationship dynamic going on with a man. So, all right. So Danielle, tell me about the dynamic with gender, with money, with success, with balance in the household, with responsibilities, that sort of thing. You know, it's, it's really interesting because, um, I am a planner. Like I, that's how I feel a sense of control. Like, can I plan out my year? And Carly's nodding because this drives her nuts that I like have to think about what I'm doing next April. And I think with that and with our relationship, we take on different roles in that. Like my husband is not a planner in terms of like this week, next week or a year, but he is very much like retirement long-term. How do we make long-term investments? And I think about it much more as like, can I afford to buy this dress that I would really like. And he's like, let's think about it much bigger. And I think that that has been a good yin and yang for us. But I think in general, you know, when we got married, I was at the point where we were getting a nice paycheck. Like it, it wasn't, you know, amazing. It wasn't life-changing, but it was very different from where I was a few years before that. And, you know, my husband was always in finance and went to business school. And when you think about that contrasted with media, it's, it's very, very different. And so, 
you know, with that, I think we had different um, tolerances with risk. And I think that that's something that Carly and I talk a lot about is Carly and I have done a few investments together. And when we think about things, we, I think, kind of fall into some of the stereotypes that we see. Like we look at every aspect of an investment. We won't just jump in. And I think, you know, I see my husband make investments and he's, he's much risk tolerant. Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I'm risky too. I'm very, I'm more like your husband. I'm risky. Interesting. And I think, you know, Carly and I both think about starting the scam as like the riskiest thing we've ever done. So it's kind of like for us, that is where all the risk is. And it is where, you know, there's so much, hopefully liquidity tied up. So we're very, very careful about anything else. I see that too. I used to say that more about my business where it's so risky what I do every day, because from an optics and a putting yourself out there standpoint, one thing can, can screw everything up. You know what I mean? So, but by that, by the same token, that's a reason why you may need to diverse with risk because if all you can't buy five houses in, in Greenwich, Connecticut, because if the bomb goes off in Greenwich, Connecticut, all your houses are in Greenwich, Connecticut. So there's a, there's something to be said for the other side. And I used to, I don't want to say hide behind it because I don't think it was hiding, but I used to say just what you just said, because what I do, I put all my you know risk and effort into that. Just think about that because somehow just slowly, but surely I've moved a little bit away from that and diversified. And it's important to, to balance that out. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So Carly, and what about you with regards to that, with relationships and business and partnerships at home? And it sounds like you both have two partnerships and then you are a partner, you're a partnership too, which is interesting. 
Definitely. Um, that is very true about our dynamic. Uh, I think that, you know, what's interesting for me and my relationship at home is that I've been with this person, um, since before the skim. So I think he's watched me like go from, you know, literally putting everything on my credit card and being like, hope this works out. (laughs) And like, I'm really stressed to, you know, watching like how that has changed over time. And like when I paid off my credit card and, and all of that, I think I definitely, and I think it's partially just like how I grew up. Like I think about money all the time. Like I'm thinking about the stress around money all the time. And I'm thinking about, okay, like how do I eliminate stressors in my life? A lot of my stressors still are financially related. So it's noise. It's noise. noise. Exactly. It will, it will turn, turn into a voice, which is very liberating. I have had it for so many years. It just somehow dissolves once you get really collected about it. It takes a long time. Not there yet. Your goal. But I think just we gravitate towards like different stressors in different ways. And that's just like not a stressor for him in the same way. So I just, I think about it a lot. Um, and I think that you're right. Like noise is the perfect way to describe it. So I, Danielle and I I think are very similar in terms of risk tolerance. Like we both are like, we took the big risk, like leave us alone. (laughs) We did it. Uh, but, uh, and I have to push myself to like, to think about other types of risks. And I remember I was trying to make a decision on something last year and or right before the pandemic. And I remember Danielle said to me, she was like, like, take a bet on yourself. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what, like, yes, of course. Like I believe I, you know, I really believe in myself, but when it comes to money, I immediately like cower and it's because it's like, so, you know, there's a gender aspect to it. It's like why, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about skim money, but like partially why we're so passionate about skim money. It's because like, we literally are the gender stereotypes that so many women, you know, get, get associated with. And it's because when you talk, like, I'm a very confident person. And when you talk about finances with me, like I cower, I don't like my heart literally starts racing. Like this morning we were on a call about crypto and I texted Danielle. I was like, I don't understand it. Just say you don't I'm understand confused. it though. It's totally fine. I don't understand it at all. Know what you know, know what you yeah, don't no, know. And I have no problem in any other scenario being like, I don't get it. Like I, anyone on our team will tell you, I'll interrupt a meeting and be like, I'm so confused. But when you're talking about like, money. Like I have to catch myself and be like, it's okay to say, I don't understand it. It's okay to say this stresses me. And I'm still learning the muscles around like how to work through that. And it's, it's a very real thing. And so, you know, I think I live with that every day. Yeah, I understand that it is important to know what you know and know what you don't know. It's okay to ask questions. For the first year I was the accountant for the skin. <laughs> By the way, on the the apprentice, when I had to be the accountant, I hid from it every week. And then one week, one time I had to do it and I actually was okay with it. So, but yeah, it's nerve wracking, but you literally, what you do for a living, what the two of you created with the skim, that's what it's about. It's about, we know everybody doesn't know what's going on in the news every day. And there'll be days. And I mean, there'll be days, sometimes weeks where I won't have even looked at anything going on in the news. I don't read that much. I write nonstop. I read the skim every day and along with Katie Couric's, you know, newsletter and everybody else's. But I'm saying um, it is actually great because when it comes through on your phone, you're just like, okay, why would I not read? Even why wouldn't I skim the skim? It's, It's a very smart thing and we're getting into it. If you're creating and you're doing and you're mothering and you're working and you're organizing and you're resting and you're meditating and you're putting makeup on and you're showering, it's hard to know everything. Sometimes not knowing things is helpful because you aren't too in the weeds. The two of you created something about people that really don't want to know everything. They just want to know something. You know what I mean? They want to like know some of what's going on just to have an opinion. Like you said, to I read the paperwork on you to have an opinion, to be somewhat educated. So let me ask you a question. So the skim you created, would it be to create digestible news for people. That's what it's digestible and easily digestible news. So we wanted to create something that spoke to what you just went through, which is real people have real pressures that have nothing to do with um, the necessarily like the ins and outs of what's going on in Washington or following the ups and downs of the stock market every day. Um, And yet we're all citizens of this world and to make good decisions about our health, our family, who we want to vote for, you have to be informed, but it shouldn't be that getting informed is a full-time job or that when you're reading something, you need to stop to look it up. 
And we were news producers. And yet I would feel like if I was reading, you know, the Financial Times or the Wall Street Journal and I had to stop to actually like Google what they're talking about, there was an issue. I'm college educated. I worked in the news. It was my job to be informed. And yet I didn't even have like the time necessarily or the confidence to get up to speed on those things that weren't in my day-to-day wheelhouse. What we wanted to create was something that actually wasn't personalized, that it wasn't about giving you the news that you're already interested in, because that's just feeding what you already know. We wanted to say like, there's stuff that you just need to know because it's going to make you feel empowered. It's going to push you. And those are the moments that you want to hide under like the pillows, right? Like no one wants to, to be put out of their comfort zone, but that's when you learn. And that's what we saw. And we wanted to create something where, you know, just because you're not an expert or you're not even interested in what's going on in the world on a, from like an economic level, that stuff is still going to affect you down the road. So there have been so many people that have tried to do things like this. Some people have succeeded, but I remember I had a friend years ago who was doing this and everything is a remix in life. So everybody's had every idea. It's about the execution of the idea. So A, what really sets this apart? How much of this was luck? How much was timing? How much was smarts? And then I read that you hit 7 million, mostly women every day. You have a specific demographic, which is good because you want to please... If you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. I have a specific demographic also. What about the luck, the smarts, the timing, and then taking this shit to the end zone? What's that going to look like? So a few things. I think one, we reach actually over 12 million across platform every day. And what's amazing about that is actually how we've, how we've done it, like how we've grown, where we didn't, if we had followed a playbook of like what came before us. Like there's obviously so much learning lessons that we've had from mentors and, and people who've had companies um, that have inspired us. But if we had listened to all advice, we would never have had an email. We never would have focused on a specific demographic. We would have built our company on Facebook. We would have, you know, run to Snap Discover. Uh, we, we would have done so many things differently. And when then you ask us like, well, what separates us? It's the relationship we have with our audience. It's the trust that we've built with her where we're not the biggest thing out there, but we never wanted to be or never tried to be. What we wanted to do was to have like an actual relationship with our audience where we inform her every day and through our different products. And we curate different choices she has in, in different areas of her life, which today have now expanded to her health, her money, her rights, and her her life choices and, and her what she's purchasing. And then we activate her. Like she actually transacts or shows up because of the skin and through the skin. So that became such a powerful relationship with our audience. And it's obviously such a differentiator for us in the marketplace. But in answer to, to your question, when we think about like what, what got us this far, you know, do I think that we started at the right time? Yes. Like for sure. Like I think, you know, we got press immediately. I think it was a slow news week. Like it was, I mean, it was crazy. Like, I think we took off like at the right time in the right place in uh, July of 2012 um, and July 18th. It's our birthday. You can send gifts. Uh, but, uh, we, we worked so damn hard. It is hard work. It is like what like there was just no stopping us. Like, I think there has just been an adrenaline behind what we do that it was like, we had tunnel vision. Like you, if you talk to our families, they were like, there was literally no talking to you two about anything else. And that propelled us to a certain level. Like that got us, like we say, like from the couch to like raise capital, to like get scale. Everything else from that has been like really, really methodically and surgically thought out, which is like how, who we've hired, like who we've brought around the table as investors, how we've worked with our team to figure out like what products to invest in, how to scale. So I think that it's been a mixture of a lot of different things. But like when I think back to the earliest years, like I don't think that was luck. Like that was, that was just working so hard and just being so just driven with like a singular goal to like get this company to work. Okay. So that's, you said a couple of things I'm really interested in. So number one, I tell people that are listening, there are so many phony baloney shortcut tricks now. And social media is like, it's like a mirage because it's about how great everything looks and 
I always talk about the filters and this is my fake life and this is what I, you know, I'm presenting this thing. And in this show, The Big Shot with Bethany, there are all these people that really think they can razzle it, dazzle it, dress it up and, you know, social media. It, it's it's hard work and it's so comforting to be able to tell people, because I'm from a different generation, I'm older than you guys, to be able to tell people, even at 24 or 64, it's never going to happen. You're never going to hit the big leagues and you're never going to be successful in any area of anything if you don't work so hard. If you're not driven and passionate and working smart, it's not just working, just meeting. I got to meet somebody. I got another meeting. I got a call. I have a Zoom call. I have a... Well, I think also, like, I'll tell you, like, why I'm not just saying this is on your show. Like we talk about you all the time in a good way. Like we have like how you inspired us, which is like, we talked about you and that car that you would drive around. It stands out in my mind every and day. And Real Housewives. And like, we talked about that. The shrink wrap skinny girl car. The yeah. shrink, shameless, shameless, necessary promotion. And I had so no car. We talked about this and I'll tell you how it inspired us. As we mentioned, we both grew up in a city. Neither of us, therefore, because we grew up in a city, learned to drive well. We both had licenses, but like they should have been taken away. And we, when we first started, we were like roommates in Manhattan. We're, we're like, how do we get this off the ground? And we like wrote down people that inspired us. You were one of those people. We were like, she got that car. And we're like, but we don't drive. So we, we took a road trip and went across the country, like to different schools and, and really went across the Northeast to different schools um, in the Northeast. I drove, Danielle was the navigator. We could only do like quick stops because I can't parallel park. So we could only do like where I could like just drop her off and she could run out. But that was like, we called it like our Bethany car because we wore like our skim gear. We had like, you know, all the skim stuff in it. And then Danielle would run out while I like sat out front with like the car still running, drop off flyers, like in the student unions, drop off um, like, like t-shirts, like drop off all this stuff. And we just kind of started building a movement at all these campuses. And I think it's like, to your point, what gets off the ground. Well, you thought you were. You, you don't even know. You're probably so exhausted. You're like, is this working? We had no idea, but we felt like we were doing something. You know, now you know you are building a movement. But I used to have a $500 green Bronco. It cost me $500, a cracked windshield. I would bake all night from, because the bakery would only let me use it when they were closed from 10 o'clock at night to five o'clock in the morning, shrink wrap all the cookies, take them in the cracked windshield, drive them to delis to pick up the moldy cookies from last week because the packaging was so shitty because I had to do it myself with a blow dryer. I'm like, what the, um, is this even working? That's those stories though. These are these entrepreneurial stories that like they're part of your group. Right, but I think it's like, it's not just having a good idea. Like a lot of people are really smart and have good ideas. It's like, how do you market it? And I think that's the thing that we learned. And like, I think you obviously are, the best at it. Like you have to be able to market your own idea. It's also about how shameless are you willing to be? Right. So to me, like the, first of all, I never thought it was shameless. I I always thought the card was just like a very good idea, but also, you know, that same time. And when I would say, I would think about that moment was when we were getting kicked out of Equinox bathrooms because we would sneak in because we weren't members, but the about us on our skim bio page was that we are shamelessly always trying to get free members to Equinox. And if you're reading this, please sponsor us. Um, and <laughs> that never worked, but, um, we were getting kicked out because we were leaving flyers in the bathrooms and we were like, where is our audience? We got kicked out of Starbucks. It was kind of like a joke. Like how many places can we get kicked out of each week? That's amazing. But you're taking people through the journey. It's transparent. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. 
So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The thing for people at home that listen, that's why I say this, is because it's sheer force, drive, determination. That light in the beginning, when you have that light, you've got to really go with it, and it's there are no shortcuts. So it's scary because if you think there's some hotshot meeting, network, zooming, douche corporate running up the flagpole language, it's going to get you successful. It's not going to happen. But if you know how to work hard, it's, it's like a blanket around you because you'll always have that. If you're one of those people who is driven and is willing to work hard— and you know how to shift when you're not working smart, you will be successful. So that's the thing. It's like working out or being fit or anything. You want black circles out of your eyes? Go to take a, go to sleep. Get more sleep. I mean, stuff like, except for sometimes it's genetic, and I think it might be that with me. But so you took money. I don't, you probably aren't allowed to say it. It doesn't really necessarily matter unless you think it adds color. But you took money in exchange for a percentage of the business. Is it a large percentage? Do you regret any of this? Was this a good decision? Has this been great? We, we've done like to over the last nine years, three rounds, four rounds of funding, including like our seed money. So over the last, however, nine years, we've raised, um, about 29 million, like in total. Okay. Um, and that's all public. And like, we, you know, each round of money, like you're giving something up, but you're, you're putting more money into the business to fuel its growth, to go bigger, to go faster. And has that happened? Have you seen that directly happen? And when yeah. are you afraid each time to let go of more? Like what's the threshold? I mean, talk about yeah, that. It's, you know, we 100% have taken term sheets for less money because we like, we trusted the partner more. Of course. Uh, sorry, less valuation. Um, because we're like this, you know, it's not a, there's a reason like cliches exist and people always say, you know, when you're going, you know, working with a business partner, like it's a marriage, like, would you want to get into bed with this person? And like, mm-hmm. you really need to think like, do you trust this person? Also, and- can they create, it, someone could not provide as much monetary value, but they could provide more sweat equity value, more media value, more yeah, street totally. cred value. There are many, it's not really always about the money. If people, people make a joke, it's not about the money, it's about the money. It really I guess it eventually is about the money because you could choose. Yeah, we've had different filters at different times. You know, our last round of funding, we, um, Google Ventures led our, our round um, a few years ago. And we could have closed that deal like the next day. Like we were oversubscribed. Like we could have closed, it was done. But we had next to no women on the cap table. And as female founders, 
that really bothered us. And so we basically took an extra three months to make sure that the rest of the cap table was filled with all women. What does cap and table mean? Um, our list of ownership, basically, like how the, how the pie is broken out. And so we killed ourselves to make sure that we had the right representation around the company from an investor standpoint, because we were in a position where we could have choices. Whereas like first, first days, we were very lucky homebrew ventures ended up being such a great partner, but we didn't have a lot of choices. Right. Uh, like we, we really didn't. And so over time, as the company continued to do well, we ended up having more and more choices and there's different factors that you have in, in making decisions. And so it's not just about the money. It's around to your point, sweat equity. It's around like, how, how will this person help, help us leverage the company to its fullest potential? And there is no way we could have gotten here without the path that we chose. Like we had no choice. Like, there was, we didn't, we couldn't self-fund it to venture was really, it was like venture or somehow if we could, you know, get some sort of grant, which we looked into from some types of programs, um, but they would have only have gotten us so far. And no one was going to give two 25 year olds that didn't own anything, a line of credit. So I think that, you know, we get asked this question a lot. And I always say like venture should be one path that you look at, but there are a lot of others you can explore. And I think because of things like you know, Facebook and who painted the the walls at Facebook and um, Silicon Valley. And now with Shark Tank that people sometimes think that like that is the only path or that path means more than others. And we always encourage people to look at like for that first year, at least for the first two years, if you can afford to get it off the ground without taking outside money, do that. Create more value. Well, yes. So it's interesting. So it's good for people. Sometimes you just go on a path and you're not really sure how it's going to go. We don't have all these big plans. You get asked these questions. You learn these words along the way. Um, But, and I bring up Mark Cuban a lot because I, I speak to him when I have a, like a money business uh, question. I call him. He's great. So um, I own 100% of skinny girl. Which is insane. A, it's it's pretty for ten yeah. years old, a ten year brand. I never think about that. I mean, without any debt, I think that's pretty remarkable to be a pristine knockwood brand. But I, um, aside from the cocktail, and part of the reason that I sold the cocktail was not for money; it was for the marketing value. I wouldn't sell them all of the IP because they were only a liquor company. I said, you don't need the rest. That was something just totally in my mind, creative. No lawyer told me that. I thought of that myself. I said, I just, why would you need? Lip gloss, jeans, shapewear, salad dressing, what, when you don't do that. Okay. What does your end zone look like? What is the end zone to the two of you? So when it comes to the skim, the North Star for us has always been to be the most impactful brand for this generation of women as we go through like real shit. So it is about, you know, how you handle the real things in your life. And that's what people trust us for. And that's what they come to us for. And if we do that, then we can buy what's in the mini bar. And that is really how we think about but it. But what's the scorecard say? It's hard because we are so goal oriented. And so when we started, it was like, if we do this, then we can raise a seed round. If we raise a seed round, then we have to get to a million subscribers in X amount of time in order to raise the money again. Because then you're on that track and it became do Check this the box. and Check then you the prove box. this. And then- Yeah. And now it's not about that. It's about, we have the money to run the company. We need to be really fucking good managers so that everyone knows what their role is and that we are continuing to build value day after day after day, because it's not now about, we need to raise another round of funding. And it's much more about the economics and making this business as big as it can be while also at the same time, you know, knowing the trade-offs. Does that involve more uh, investment? Are we willing to give up that equity? And those are all the things that we think through, you know, on a on a yearly basis. We check in, we have conversations about our our partnership. What are the lines for us? And, you know, it's very clear. We've gone through a lot together. We've gone through a lot as a team. And we know that we want to have this work pay off for us. And we also know what we're worth. Do not underestimate the managing of people, the choosing the right people, 
the having to go through 10 bad apples to get to one good one. And it's a time suck. You have to stop down the machine and it feels like it's going to break because you have the wrong people. That is why I did the show, The Big Shot, because I needed to stop down the machine. I will die if I do this all myself. And so it's very important that you all are very selective and not penny wise and dollar foolish when hiring, surrounding, when partnering, take care of people, reward them. This all has to come full circle because it's just, you need the people beneath you in your machine. Okay, the final question I have is about, it just jumped off the page because of Be Strong, My Relief Work is bipartisan. And everybody, we've gotten millions of dollars from Republicans, from Democrats. We have people blaming the president when we're in Puerto Rico, blaming this one here, complaining. And I always say, like, I don't care. I, I, we're the money to the people. Like, we don't want to be in this complain blame game. We want to be able to just have a conversation about what's going on and a communication. And you are very much in the business of communicating. And not only is every news network pushing their own goddamn opinion, not even the agenda, their own opinion and their own eye rolls on everything, on CNN, on Fox News, doesn't matter where you are, MSNBC, everybody is eye rolling, giving their own opinion. It doesn't feel neutral at all. And you cannot have a real conversation because you couldn't say... You couldn't say you were voting for Hillary Clinton. People would cane you. You couldn't say you were voting for Donald Trump. People would cane you. Everybody went into their own hole and has voted their own way in secret because they're scared to have the conversation because you get told you're a fucking moron. You don't know anything. Badgered. And it's become this mean, mean, terrible, hostile place where people can no longer communicate at a dinner table. This is my opinion. Here is why. And I respectfully disagree with yours. That is gone. So people like you have to have to break through and massage that. You know, I think it just goes back to what is our business model? And at the end of the day, the business model was not to build towards how a specific audience feels. And I think that that's been done. You know, we saw that with Fox. We saw that with MSNBC. They're great businesses in some ways, right? Like they cater to their audience, especially we studied Fox News, not because we necessarily agree with it, because you want to build an audience company. Like, wow, that is one to study. But you don't get to listen to everybody's opinion in those situations. And I've learned that through different posts that I've done that have pissed people up. I like going into the comments and hearing what they have to say. It becomes this sort of discussion board. And you get to do that because you're bipartisan. So you get to really see when maybe something you personally thought, maybe you're wrong and you have to see someone else's perspective. It was also for us about catering to our business model was catering to a demographic, right? That's millennial women. It wasn't to conservative millennial women or to liberal millennial women. And we saw that there was so much competition already in that space. Like a uh, female focused brand for women in New York and LA, like that's been done. That wasn't new. So for us, it was not only something that we thought was right. If we were going to report on the news in a way that would get people to trust us, but it was also the smarter business play. Right. Well, I like that you're saying that and being honest about it, by the way, it's a smarter business play in philanthropy too. So it's interesting. Well, um, you girls are wonderful. I'm impressed. I'm proud of you. I like the way you let each other speak and you just have the confidence of each other's knowledge. And and um, it's very admirable. And it's admirable to have such a strong partnership, a working relationship for this long. It's as admirable as a, a marriage, to be honest with you. And it's it's very impressive. I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And I feel like you will take this into your end zone. Thank you, Bethany. That's thank a lot. you very much. It's very surreal to hear that from you. So thank you. What a lovely, lovely experience that was to speak to the two young women who founded the skim, went through financial fundraising, didn't know exactly what they were doing, but knew what they were saying, knew what they wanted, had an idea, ultimately attribute their success to hard work, drive, passion, and determination. The more people we speak to who are true, undeniable successes, the more we're hearing very similar things. We're hearing singular focus, goal-oriented, hard work, no one's going to tell me no, asking other people around you, but ultimately making the decision, going with your gut. Many roads to Rome, but but they all seem to have a certain number of similarities. So I'm proud of these women. It was great, and I continue to learn every day. 
on this podcast. So thank you for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith, and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoy. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.